Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast, where we take TV shows and movies and binge them in easily digestible chunks. I am Jay Winger, being joined by... Zeke! Chris. And we are back for part six of our binge of Mobile Suit Gundam, as part of our hope, our hope to binge the whole damn saga. We will binge it. We, we, will, will, we will binge it. It's just going to take some time. Uh... We're returning after a couple weeks uh, break, at least a couple weeks in, for for you listeners, uh, for us, not too, not quite the same amount of time, but it's just schedules have have prevented us from being able to catch up as uh, on this as much as we'd like. Uh, so when we left off, they Odessa Operation Odessa had concluded. Yeah, they are. They were docked at the uh, at. Uh, in Dublin, uh, was it was it in Dublin? Yeah, it was in Dublin, oh. Ireland, and nice. um, the uh, the white base. Uh, well, somewhere off the shore, mm -hmm. uh, Shar returns, but with the Mad Angler Squadron, which is a underwater mobile suit. mobile squadron, and uh, he's like, "Hold on, I need to go see if the white base is here, or not because these pictures are kind of jumbled, because they have, there's a there's a Zeon spy." In the area. At, yeah, in the <laughs> civilian town by the naval base. So, he goes... And the white base is basically there for uh, repairs and refits. And repairs, refits, rearm, re everything. Resupply uh, to deliver the uh, modifications for all the... For the Gundam, for the gun tank, etc, etc, etc. Yeah. So, what happens is uh, she... Uh, well, two battles ensue where we get to see Zeon's new underwater mobile suits mm -hmm. uh, that are pretty tough. Yep. Uh, like one takes a mine, an underwater mine to the top of its head and doesn't even scratch it um, and puts up a pretty good fight against the Gundam on land and underwater. But, you know, of course, Amaro ends up defeating it. Because he's the protagonist. Yeah. And that's how these things tended <clears throat> to go back in the early 80s, late 70s when, the, when Gundam was being made. Yeah, the heroes always came out on top. Nowadays, you're more likely to see see them maybe suffer some defeats before they rally back and whatnot, because that's just how stories of storytelling has developed. Pretty much. Um, and so the way that when they left, uh, Shar had ordered for the spy to go on board White Base, and she was given like the full credentials, a full uniform, a Federation uniform. And is now on board the white base as it's crossing the Atlantic Ocean to North America. Yep. I don't want to be hitting the feelings this episode. I know I'm going to be hitting the feelings this episode. <laughs> she left her family with a note saying her, her, I would be, her younger siblings. Yeah. I would be back after a little bit of time, and she's on white base. I won't be hitting the feelings. I know it. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing about this particular show. It's like Game of Thrones. Don't have a favorite character. Yeah. Oh yeah, and when it comes to Game of Thrones. That's on our list of stuff to binge. When we'll d d do it, we don't know, but we will tackle it. None of us have actually seen seen the entire I've, series. I've We've seen maybe a couple scenes here and there or well, a few I, episodes. But. I watched like the first season and then like ha maybe like a quarter of season two. I only got it. a couple episodes into season three. That being said, I am well aware of, of stuff that goes on. In, oh, in, did in you hear about the coffee, the coffee cups? Coffee oh, yes, cups of course I heard about the coffee cups, but we're not going to talk about the coffee cups because that was just a stupid, overlooked, 
stupid oversight that you're, you're some right. editor should have caught. The stupid, oh, but, but the word bars were a main character. <laughs> but, Why uh, are we talking about Game of Thrones? We're here to talk about Gundam. Hey, um, but one of the things that was also brought up in our previous binge after Operation Odessa, General Rebel basically warned them that Xeon is stepping up production of mobile suits yeah. and producing new types of mobile suits to try to counteract the Gundam. Because um, Gundam has basically changed the game that much. Well, it's it's funny because if you, like, again, going to um, Mobile Suit Gundam, the origin, uh, you basically get to see the development of the Zaku. Like, you get to see, like, the experimental version, then you get to see the Zaku 1 and the Zaku 2 be developed. And Xeon were the first ones to, de to really, truly develop mobile suits, uh, especially ones that use Minofsky particles. <clears throat> so, but in this case, because of how strong the Gundam is, how powerful it is, the Gundam was the first mobile suit to actually use beam weaponry. So Because it's just a very power-energy-intensive Yeah, like thing. he's able to one-shot everything. Almost everything with that. Um, but anyways, yeah, now we're on on our way to uh, watching the white base make its way across the Atlantic Ocean. And we're going to see Amuro take on an underwater mobile armor, which we saw in the teaser. Mobile armor as opposed to mobile suit. We Those saw... We, do, oh, the, oh, the big, the big, the big, big boy. The big boy. Okay. Yeah, like... Do you remember uh, the sh weird UFO-looking thing yeah, with yeah. the landing gear? That's That was like an early mobile armor. That was a prototype, basically. Uh, essentially, yeah. All right. Well, so that about wraps up our intro here. So we'll get to the binge, and we'll see you once we're done. And we're back following our binge of part of our part six bit of our binge for Mobile Suit Gundam. The action was so exciting that Zeke just couldn't keep his eyes open. The background's showing. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're teasing a little bit. You know, yeah. Zeke's just had a long day. He, uh, he dozed off a, a couple times. I but mean, I did have an emotional effect doing the, the, hit, the hit of the feelings when they killed the person. The, 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 the spy, spy Miharu, yeah. Yeah, they did go to the feelings like we said this would happen. Yeah, it's just like, and, you know, that's something you kind of see a lot of in this, see, in this I, series. It's like, I, I always thought that he had more of an emotional connection with the mobile suits. Like, every time the mobile suit got blown up, he's like, fare thee well. <laughs> <laughs> well. And it doesn't matter which side the mobile suit is exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> all I know, I all, always, all I, those uh, skirted suits. Because I, I, I still remember, what was it, when uh, at MAGFest a couple, what was it, like two years ago, I think it was, where they brought those pods in where you could be in like, Little, oh like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you were like uh, mad I, excited about that. Oh yeah. I, I I I once did do one of those things. Not at Magfest. This was years ago, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I think that every single time he looks at one of these, when, no matter what mobile suit it is, or whether it's a mobile suit or a mobile armor, he goes, "I want to get inside that." Hey, okay. You know, a mobile suit to me is like a car guy watching Fast and the Furious franchise. Okay. Every time a Vin Diesel crashes his car, they quiet a little bit on the outside. Yeah, you, feel, you, feel, you feel a little bit of a, you a little bit of a tear yep, in the corner yep, of your yep. corner of your eye. You're like, I'm not crying. 
quiet time, Gundam loses the shield. Well, granted, car people usually cry for other reasons during the Fast and Furious movies. It's usually because they're playing fast and loose with how cars work. <laughs> True. But it's, then you're not watching a Fast and Furious movie for accuracy when it comes to automobiles. You're watching them. To, you're watching them to see fast cars doing crazy stunts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if but, you're if you're pretending otherwise, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, but anyway, so the spy on board gets blown off very very quickly. She uh, she doesn't even last like two two minutes into the episode. Well, well she saw the weakness. Kids, because God knows there's kids on a ship that had civilians on it. Well, the thing that is, explains well, why the commandos we met later weren't weren't so phased because the kids weren't on the ship anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, what was more it? on that later? But <laughs> well, you know, it, well, the thing is that the reason why she died was because she was on one of the. Uh, the uh, transport ships that the white base used or- originally to transport the Gundam for Amuro, and they're in the battle with a couple of uh, Zagaks, which are the two of the, uh, uh, the submersible uh, mobile suits. Yeah, along with a submersible uh, mobile armor. Uh, the Grabura, I believe it was called, or something like that. Something like that, um, and it. Um, it's basically duking it out, you know, holding on its own against the uh, the white base, or not the white base, but Gundam. Uh, Gundam, whereas the two Zagoks, they're shooting from below the surface. You know, just bombarding the, the white base constantly. So, she, ha- she wants to do something to fight on the flat line. Because she suddenly realized, fly. yeah, she, they, she realized that Xeon doesn't care about, about her, uh, how, her well-being. Because they basically ordered her into a situation where she could suddenly get killed. So, she and Kai get onto one of the transport ships that has two missiles loaded onto it. The, it's, they were on the gun pair. Yeah. Um, and so, they're flying towards where the Zagoks are, and the missiles won't fire. Yeah, because they, they take a hit and it damages the electrics or something. I gotta love the fact of how they fire things. It's okay, pull the level down. One level down. Pull the other level down. Two levels down. We take the hit. Pull the third level down. It's not working. Let me see if I can do it, Bell. Nope, still not working. I mean, let's be honest. That's how it goes with almost any sort of computer or machinery. Somebody says it's not working when I pull the lever. Somebody else is going to come over and pull the lever themselves just to, pr- just to see if it's going to work. Yeah, well, it works. And because of the missiles firing, because of how big they are, uh, it literally blows her out of the gun parry. Yeah, the back blast just literally just... Yeah, it just launched her. Kai doesn't see this because he's piloting the damn thing. So she gets blown out into the Atlantic Ocean and we never see her again after that. Yeah, and he's then distraught for uh, reasons he can't really articulate because he knew she was a spy. So he can't. But he didn't tell anybody else on the ship that we have a spy on board. The the only because he's got a soft spot for her. He did the superhero yell. Oh, like what Superman did at the end of Man of Steel. Ah! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So uh, after this, they finally make it to uh, the Federation HQ in South America, Jaburo. Jaburo. Yep. Um, where they are being. 
one of their major bases, not necessarily their headquarters, but you yes, it's anyway. it's, it's 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 their main one on Earth. Okay. Um, and so they get there, and meanwhile, Shar is still tracking them with the uh, Mad Angler Squadron, and uh, this underground like this huge door opens up, and it's the a, white base goes yeah, in. Jaburo's this is big, mostly underground facility. And because it's underground, Xeons don't know where it is. <laughs> no, they don't. They just know it's in Jaburo, but they don't know its exact location until the white base goes in. And they're like, oh, well, we can't detect them anymore on the radar. All right, that's where they're at. Yeah, basically. And like the one guy said, I would never know there's a door here unless the metal detector on my machine pinged. Wait, was that, I think that was when they were underwater. No, they were, they were still in the water, but they're going through, trying to find the place. Like, aha, we have found the entrance to the doorway. It's like, you could have just wandered, you know, armed up all of your people with metal detectors and just walked them through Jaburo. <laughs> Jaburo. <laughs> Literally like like those beachcombers, you know. There it is. Quick, sweep the beaches. We're sweeping the beaches, sir. Why am I thinking? No, comb the, comb the desert. Comb the desert. <laughs> comb the desert. Did you find it? No, did you? No. How about you? We ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. <laughs> so... Uh, so they find it, and meanwhile, the, the white base crew, they're basically being informed of a bunch of stuff. The white base is being repaired because of the they're damage. They're getting medical checkups. And well, Amaro got the special medical checkup because they're like, there's something special about him. So they... You, they you've alluded to this, and you don't have to tell me anymore. We'll find out more, I'm sure, as we continue on yeah. with this. Um... But. So they, there's that. There's Castlets and Kika who are being the stereotypical little kids who are just like, no, no, we don't want to do it. And little Kika is screaming her head off, mouth wide open. The doctor goes, basically looks in and is like, all right, your dental checkup's done. <laughs> all right, no, no cavities. Mm, what? <laughs> so hey, you know, um, you do what you do what you can to get the get a look inside the kid's mouth when they're being difficult like that. Yeah, and Amaro ends up meeting Matilda's fiance. Lieutenant Woody. Yes. <laughs> uh, There's no buds you like you around here. And I'm pretty sure the name Andy wasn't on his boot. <laughs> um, Is there a snake in his boot? God, I hope not. <laughs> in South America, he doesn't want those snakes. No, wait, we did see the snake. It got scared off. Then but That was the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they get... So everything's going all fine. Everything they're all resting up. Everybody gets their own room now. And then Char has to go and ruin it. <laughs> yeah, well, Zeon in general, but yes. Char is leading the charge. And that's because own. he's got a mat on for revenge against the white base for continuing to exist, basically. <laughs> basically, and for the Gundam. And uh, so during the battle, we also see the now uh, mass-produced. Uh, gems that the Federation is producing, which is basically like a slight step down from how powerful the Gundam is, but it's still more powerful than a Zaku because uh, it's better generator output and it also has better weaponry in terms of like the beam saber and the beam spray gun that it carries. Mm. Uh, those are those were the Optimus Prime looking. Yeah, ones those. Yes, yeah, they're called, yeah, <laughs> they're called gems. GM, mm. um, Gundam model, I think is what it stands for. Ah, okay. Um, and so Char goes again, goes up against one of them and punches, and he's piloting a Zagak, and the Zagak's hands are more like three claws. They're more like pincers. Yeah. So he 
punches it straight through the cockpit and out the back of it. Yeah, that and, thing's got some punch to it. And, um, well, you saw what happened when he was do, throwing fisticuffs with the uh, the Gundam. Mm. And he's holding, and he's basically holding the Gundam's arms apart. And I think, I can't, I can't remember, did Amuro use the Vulcans? I think so. Um, and Char just basically goes, nope, and gets out of the way of that real quick. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I can't really get that close because you can still shoot me. So... Um, I forgot. You don't. You no longer just have uh, guns in your hands. You have guns next to your eyes. I need to be more careful. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Woody, who cares about the white base just about as much as Matilda did, decides to try to take Zeon, the Zeon soldiers or the mobile suits on in like a hovercraft that's armed with missiles. And he gets too close to Char. Char smacks him in the smacks the hovercraft in the cockpit. They die the way they lived, getting hit in the cockpit. <laughs> Same way that Matilda died, yep. basically. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Which is further explains why, from that point forward, Amuro has a real mat on for wanting to get revenge on Char. <laughs> we saw that especially in the next episode. Uh, when he just kept pursuing Char until Char basically had. Uh, threw up a smoke screen, more or less. Yeah, he, so he, he could escape. <laughs> he had he had no other choice but to uh, t- turn tail and run away from Gundam because he's like, I don't have the necessary armaments to take you on. <laughs> um, well, plus his the suit that he's in is meant more for underwater combat, but it's able to hold its own on land. Mm. Um, so, uh, well, he takes it. Well, in the next episode. Um, Which is the f- focus episode for the orphans? Uh, yeah, the episode. Uh, a wish for war orphans. A wish for or of uh, war orphans is about more about Castlets and Kika. Where um, so Charlie's a commando team, or one of them has a weird brown nose for some reason. Uh, into uh, Jabiro and Char uh, basically tells them, okay, take these bombs to. The, uh, the, uh, the, the, the factory. The factory for their mass-produced uh, mobile suits and plant them around so that way we can destroy them. Well, Castlets and Kika are in like a... Uh, orphanage, basically. Yeah, basically an orphanage. With a robot that sees them serve them juice and a slide that never ends. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just serve them juice. It tries to serve them ice cream, but then they get distracted by... So we never by the other orphan being a jerk. <laughs> so they never do see. Oh yeah, the one one of the orphans makes them uh, makes uh, that makes them sad. Kika upset because she remembers. Oh, I have parents. Oh yeah, my mom and dad. And then she yeah she breaks down crying. Kid breaks down crying. He gets punched in the head by. Uh, you made her Let's... cry. I'll make you cry. Bam. Bam. <laughs> um, I want my mom and dad too. <laughs> So they they break out of there when they find out. Oh, we're not going back to White Base. We want to go back to White Base. We want to go back to Frau. Because that was that was one of the the things that came up earlier at the beginning of the episode. Um, well, I, and at the beginning of the episode, basically everybody on the White Base, who were all pre- predominantly civilians, are basically press ganged into military service and receive their ranks. Yeah. Which then I'm always mad because the one that died a noble death. Ryu went. was given a two rank promotion, mm-hmm. um, and he felt like that just was not enough. Yeah, 
he felt it was dis- he felt it was disrespectful uh, to just sort of throw this sort of thing out there. It's like guys don't know what he, you know what he did. And <laughs> blah blah blah. He he just he got real upset about it, and then the and then the officer that's providing the the promotions tries to takes a swing at him. He Which dodges him, and he's like, "How dare you? How dare you? I'm trying to discipline you. If you touch this next one, I'm uh, going to throw you and throw you in prison." What? Smack. <laughs> Confusion. <laughs> Confusion flu. Go. Um, well, Cats lets Akiko break out of this little orphanage and manage to uh, make their way around in a cave. Um, and uh, <laughs> on their way over, like between like this, this two parts of the cave is one of the... Um, Zagaks. One of the... No, it's not, it's not the Zagak. It wasn't the Zagak. It, uh, it was one of the gorilla ones. Uh, the, the those ones are called an act guy. Act guy, okay. Um, and um, it's like I I try to keep track of all the names of these things, but it's not it, always it's easy. It's not easy because because the, there there's there's no, so many there's so many and they don't really seem to have a theme necessarily for a lot of them. It's just sort of like they threw a bunch of syllables together. Basically, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so um, they just they hop on top of this. Xeon mobile suit, not knowing it's a Xeon mobile suit, get over to the other side, and the pilot inside is going, this kid's almost gave me a heart attack. I do love my favorite part of well, that. Well, part but... of that was because he was about to open fire because he saw he thought there was somebody coming, and when he realized it was kids, he was like, The <gasps> <laughs> part is when they're climbing over, they get to the other side, the light of the eye turns on, the kid turns around and turns himself back off. That's true. That's true. Damn, kids give me a heart attack. And then it skips over the next scene where it shows that the command, like some of the commandos, are inside the gym factory, um, and uh, they plant all these bombs in there for and set them for a half hour each. Meanwhile, Cat's Lights and Kika come inside, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Crap, get down!" So they're laying down on the bellies. And cats, lets and kick are wandering around. They're just like looking at everything, like, look, they have Gundams, <laughs> and they're like, those don't look like a Gundam. Yeah, they're different. Stereotypical yeah. little kid talk. Yeah. Um, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be complicated when it comes to kids. It can be as cheesy as you want because that's how kids are. Yeah. So, unless you're Arthur from Fire Force, um, mm, and well, um, he's a very special case. Yeah. <laughs> very special child. Um. And Dang. so they get they get tied up by the commandos because oh, they're oh. like, which we must mention, these people do not have a weakness. Yeah, children. We oh, uh, yeah. we alluded to this earlier. They see they find kids. Their reaction is, oh my god, there are kids here. I feel conflicted. Their response is, tie, tie the kid, up. tie them up, gag them, and leave them here to get killed when the bombs go off in a half an hour. It was. It's not like the. It's not like the. Uh, the previous episode where t- uh, time be still, where the Xeon soldiers. We didn't have off. the upgrade parts. We set the time with ourselves, motherfucker. So. He. <laughs> so the kids, they 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 get out of their ro- the ropes and the uh, and they untie themselves. Well, it's partly because one of them basically chews his way. <laughs> chews well, his he chews. So he chews one of the other kids. The, the girl takes her shoes off and takes. The guy's mask off the foot before he takes his gag and off, and then he he chews through the ropes of the other kid, who then unties her him, then who unties her, and then they run around, Look. find the bombs, and gather them up, 
and get into like one of those. Throw like, them into the back of a truck, basically. Yep. And, and drive off with them. <laughs> well, they oh yeah out the out of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They just smashed through uh through the garage door uh, <laughs> like they were freaking Kool Aid Man. But I love. Uh, wait, I'm surprised they didn't go with the whole thing. Oh, I did it the wrong way because when they hit. Oh the yeah, road, that's true. It's like I had the I had the silly thing in reverse. Yeah, <laughs> that that old trope. So they're driving out, and as they're driving down this little road, which they're actually really good drivers for a bunch of five year olds. This is hey, kids are actually very quick to figure out technology. We we all know this. This is true. Eventually, kids are going to be coming out of the womb knowing how to operate a smartphone. <laughs> Beep, beep, beep. Basically, uh, that's how they're going to uh, occupy the kids in the nurseries and just be like, beep, 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 beep. Well, on little iPads like, over, <laughs> hanging overhead. No, nah, this is going to look like Minority Report. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, as they're driving, they see another vehicle that has Amuro, Kai, and Hayato, Hayato in it. They're like, they're, what are you... Well, and because th- th- those three had just gotten authorization to basically tour the Gundam factory so they could see what was being what being, was being built what was being built maybe even give their expert opinion on on things and well then they come across the kids and they're like oh my god <laughs> you can't, what are you kids doing here and they're like we're getting these bombs out here holy crap there are bombs get out of that truck so Amro hops in Drives Kai, basically just drives it off into the distance so it'll blow well, up well they get the kids off damage anything they get the kids off he drives it over the over the edge of the uh, a part of the mountain on the inside, which he's not badass enough to look away from an explosion. Well, he didn't turn his back to the explosion. He, just, he didn't have time. Yeah, he just basically laid there with his head in his arm. He was taking a nap. He was tired. Well, he'd also just dove out out of a moving vehicle. Hmm. So he, he was probably just lying there like. Ow. <laughs> it hurts when I don't have a Gundam to absorb the damage for me. This look more cool on TV. Yeah. Oh, God, why did I do this? So that happens, and the kids are allowed to go back to White Base. Well, that's mostly because the crew of the White Base argued that, you know, it's not any safer for them here, like you claim, because the because Ze- Zeon just attacked the place. Twice. And, you lo- and you lost the children! How can you lose children? They're safer in our custody. <laughs> and and to be fair, the, and the woman who'd been in charge of the orphanage was just like, you right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Bright and Mirai are meeting with some of the uh, Federation higher-ups where they're getting their new orders. And uh, it turns out they're a part of the uh, 19th Autonomous Corps. And basically what they are is... They're dis- they're their orders are to be a decoy and to distract the Xeon forces mm-hmm. while their main forces uh go to are mind you, they're being launched from Jaburo into space, right? The White Base and the main Federation forces, their ships. So White Base goes first and they get into a battle with the Zanzibar ship that has um uh Char on board. Mm-hmm. And, and well, to, let's address this also. The White Base is sent out to be a decoy because they know that the Xeon forces are especially targeting White Base. Yes. And so they're like, let's use that. And I think that the, their goal was to try to lure Shar, who is a very dangerous commander, out of position so that they can 
get mobilize the rest of their most the rest of the fleet. <clears throat> Problem is, Shar sees through sees through this as he's pursuing White Base. He's like, "This is a feint. They're a decoy. The rest of the fleet's probably launching from Jabiro right now." And his and his second in command is like, "So should we turn around?" He's like, "No. If we do that, then White Base will shoot us out of the sky. <laughs> what we do is we launch a preemptive attack on the White Base." <laughs> Which they do, and the white base ends up causing more damage to the Zanzibar than the Zanzibar does the white base. Mm -hmm. Well, another thing we need to address from this episode is, is the we, mobile armor. Not no, the new crew member for the white base, oh, Lieutenant Slager. Slager Law, yeah, he's <laughs> basically he's this. He's a dick. Well, the best part about it is I fell asleep at the point in time. I woke up and the first words out of my mouth was. I feel like I should dislike this guy. <laughs> this guy's asshole. Sometimes. And I'm like, you're not wrong. He flirts with every single woman that he runs into. And he's... He's arrogant. He is... He comes across as pretty he's, arrogant. He's, he's but he's a laid-back kind of arrogant. Yeah. He's sort of like, I know I'm good. You know, and, and they're like, are you going to help us? He's like, nah. Not if you turn the ship around. He's like, if you turn the ship around, I'll have a better shot. And he's like, well, we can't do that. Because then we'll be exposing, you know, or whatever. He's like, yeah, then no. <laughs> He's just sort of like, unless you do things my way, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cooperate. Mm -hmm. But then, like, well, he does eventually get in there. Yeah. He does. Once, shoot. once they basically have to turn around, he's like, all right, <laughs> all right, cool. I'm gonna go on in, and he ends up doing quite a bit of damage uh, to the Zanzibar. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, uh, while all of this is happening. The gun tank, gun cannon, and the Gundam, and the uh, no, it wasn't the. They were they in were the, in the first in uh, episode thirty, which is the one we're talking about right now. It was primarily uh, Gundam versus the mobile armor. Yeah, uh, was the next episode all of the G all of the gun units go out basically. It's uh, bad but, when all this stuff is just happening all at once, and this. Is yeah, it's like there's so much going on; it all does kind of blur together. Um, the but, new mobile armor, with, uh, yeah. So the uh, the Brabro, um, yeah, this thing is, it's like the one that the underwater one, but in space and mm -hmm. green yeah. instead of red, uh, and it's it manages to hold its own very well against the Gundam, and at one point in time, it grabs the Gundam. And it's holding on to it. And, and well, actually, what happens is is it flies past the Gundam, and the Gundam grabs onto it. The basically, I don't know, remember the exact reason that Amro did it, but he grabbed onto it. Probably because it was moving so damn fast, he couldn't get a clean shot off. And well, the the you know the pilot of the mobile armor is like. I'm what? carrying up some extra weight here. Oh, it grabbed onto me. Well, if it grabbed onto me, then it, then the extra G forces are gonna cause the pilot to faint. And the look, so that, the look that was on Amaro's face looks like me halfway into one of my shifts at work. Yeah. Just that dead inside look. And the thousand yard stare. <laughs> yes. Just so, sort of like, why did I get into this line of work? But in in uh, Amaro's case, it was more more just sort of like, I can't move. Oh God. So he like somewhat. Passes out, I guess. Briefly. Um, but he wakes up literally just as the guy is opening, is trying to open fire. Yeah, on he's him. he's about to shoot him point blank with a uh, mega particle cannon. Amuro takes the Gundam's uh, beam rifle, points it at it, po uh, practically point blank range, and shoots it. 
Well, not only that, no, because the Brabro gets a shot off and misses because Amro just literally swings the legs legs back out of the way and then shoots it. Yeah, that, that and he's is... like, wait, the pilot's still awake? <laughs> he blows up, everybody goes back to white base. And, uh, you know, Char... typically another day, another day in the life of a Gundam pilot. Yeah, so, and, Sh- and Char is just like, well, damn, you got us again. All right, we got to go. Guess All right, call, call, call Dren up. I'm going to need some backup. <laughs> yep, and that's the next episode. And he's, and he's basically, yeah, next episode, he basically tells Dren, Dren it's just so like, hey, buy me some time to repair my ship so I can come in and help. <laughs> and Dren's like, sure, I can do that. So, <laughs> spoiler alert, he couldn't. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the badass moment, though. Like, oh, it is a base, very, very badass moment white, for so, our heroes. So there, are, so there are three Xeon ships, uh, fight, or, or the Musais, are firing at the white base, and there's multiple mobile uh, suits. Doms, doms outside. That's right. I couldn't remember which type of mobile suit it was. And just think Vin Diesel. Yeah. And um, the Gundam's nowhere near. Like, you, I don't think they even showed the Gundam get launched from the white base. No, they didn't, because they were focusing almost everything on every other gun unit that they had. So you the, know, gun, the 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 G fighter, the the the, the gun tank, the the the, the gun G-Bull. cannon. I I want to say that no, the G bull wasn't one of them. Uh, but um, yeah, pretty much everybody is out. Everybody there. except for Amuro was out there, and, and they all basically got their moment to shine. Well, one of the now. One of the uh, the Musais, once on the far left, that one gets destroyed uh, by uh, White Base. Well, and that's because White Base, well, Bright basically tells everyone, concentrate your fire on one at a time. <laughs> Rather than, than spreading their fire out, they concentrated their fire, which worked. <laughs> and so the one that's on like the left, that one gets destroyed. The one that's on the right, or the, uh, the one that's in the middle. And, which is where Dren is. Which is where Dren is. Uh, one of his, the guy that's on the radar is basically is saying, "Sir, there's something coming right at us, and uh, I think it's a mobile suit. Could it be a missile? No, because it's not coming directly towards us." And he's like, "It's the Gundam." And so you see the Musai, the other. Well, Musai. no, he realizes it's going for the other Musai, and he turns to like Swami or whatever the guy's name, whatever the that the, ship was called. It's like it was like trying to tell them to put get their defenses up and turns just in time to see them get hit. It's well the first beam coming from the gun hits the bridge, then the turrets, and then the two engines. And then <laughs> it's you just, just thought, take out the commands, take out the take out the weapons and now make sure they can't run. <laughs> And then you see the Gundam after that, and uh, the ship explodes. He comes on in. Uh, the one Dom that is left um, takes a swing at the Gundam with its heat saber, and it slices the shield in half. But he already has the other beam saber in his hand. Yeah, it's just sort of like I literally referred to it as "You've just activated my trap card." And he gets past. The one Dom goes over to the bridge of the Musai and slices it open with one stroke. And we see Dren and his and his bridge crew get sucked out into space. And as you put it, that's a bad way to die. Oh yeah. We don't fortunately do not see see that, but we all know it's a very very bad way to die. Yeah. The only way that's worse would probably be acute radiation poisoning. That. 
and uh, well, I mean, there is radiation in space, but whatever. Um, yeah, but usually, if you're exposed to the vacuum of space, you've got other concerns, and the radiation is not going to is not going to be an issue. <laughs> no, you're gonna freeze to death, suffocate, you know, whichever one gets you first. Mm-hmm. But um, and so after that, they all go back to white base, and they're like, well. We need to go. Well, we can't just go straight to Luna Two. It's like if we head for Luna Two, we're gonna get we're gonna run into the Zanzibar. So let's head to Site Six because mm-hmm. the Antarctic Treaty states it's states that ground. it's a it's neutral ground. Um, so we're gonna go there instead. And the trailer basically shows that um, there there are a couple of reunions. That there's are going some, there's a, it's a bit of a breather episode. I'm. It, by slight the, by the by the trailer, it seems like it's a breather episode. Slight breather episode, like like in the uh, the the teaser for the next episode, it shows that Mirai uh, uh, meets back up with her uh, fiance, who nobody knew about. Yeah. She didn't talk about it because it was one of those things that's like prearranged. Um, and Amuro meets his dad, who yeah. we have not seen since the first episode. Here we are, 32, 31 episodes later. And there he is. Um, <laughs> it's like, about time you showed up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, next time we get... we Next time movie. on Gundam, <laughs> who will survive? <laughs> Probably not Amaro's dad. <laughs> well... That's how this sort of thing goes in these animes. <laughs> oh, and the uh, the next... Uh, Just the, ask uh, Frau's parents. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> who we never really saw. We just saw... Roadside missile, yeah. boom. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, and something else that occurred over in these episodes is Sail and Shar ran into each other again. again. And this time they both sort of recognized it is my it is my sibling, and that you know she realizes that Shar is working with Zion because he wants revenge on the Zabi family. You know that he's. Basically disguising his identity, etc., within Zeon for revenge. And it's not too long after that she, you know, it's causing some distractions for her because when she engages with the Bravro, she thinks Shar is inside of it, and she doesn't want to open fire. She had a perfect opportunity to do so, but she held off shooting because she didn't want to kill her brother. So I gotta ask you guys this: Which one was your favorite mobile armor? Mobile armor? The underwater um, one or one of the space ones? I'd probably go with... I think I'd probably go with the Brabro. The Brabro? Yeah, the, the space one, rather than the um, the Grabra, the Grabra uh, or whatever it was called. The, 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 the horseshoe crab one, uh, as, I, as I called it. <laughs> yeah, the thing is that they all kind of like held their own really well, except for that third one. The prototype that... Yeah, um, that, the, 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 the development of which got abandoned. The one that Char was just like, I don't care about it, so I'm It's not like, mad. I didn't even know we had it, so how could I How could I be mad that you destroyed it? Or that you let Dimitri take it out? <laughs> Alas, poor Dimitri. We didn't know you, so we don't care about you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, the, speaking of... Well, in Sela, after that... Asked Amaro, it's like, how can I become a better pilot? It's like, she, she wants to do better. Mostly so that she can stop seeing, you know, I guess, 
see some more worth in herself in the in the war effort. Yeah. At least that's how I'm interpreting it. Well, I mean, you got to make yourself useful somehow. This is true. You're going to be on a military ship in the middle of a war zone. You find some way to make yourself useful, or they're probably just going to chuck you off it. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was the communications officer before she became a pilot. This is true. Uh, oh, and speaking of being a pilot, there was like uh, earlier in the uh, in the binge, uh, she got her first her first kill. <laughs> first kill ever. Took her long enough. Yeah, and she started and she started celebrating, and I was like, "It's oh, it's the new gets gets her first kill in PvP." It's like, "Yay, I got a kill!" That's when I said, "Oh, yeah, it's like Luke in, uh, in Star Wars. Wars." I got one. Great kid. Don't, don't get cocky. <laughs> Um, but, and then Char, we all know that he's a brilliant analyst and brilliant strategist, but there was a point in, uh, one of these episodes where it was exposed that he has clear biases about his, uh, about how he thinks people, other people think. Yeah, and... I just, you know, unfortunately, I didn't make further notes about it. I just j jotted down here in my little notebook, Char Char's biases, but I forgot exa the exact wording of it. But it was well, like when uh, the three moonsides were destroyed, he was like, "Huh, thought he could hold his own until I got here." It wasn't that. I think it was in uh, the decoy episode when he was engaging, engaging with them. He basically thought that everybody would. Uh, take the same sort of approach to things that he would in, in, in these circumstances, and they obviously didn't. Um, but that's, you know, it's, it was just, unfortunately, I, again, wish I had made better notes about what I, what I wanted to talk about there, but unfortunately I didn't. Yeah, you'll get it next time. Yeah, that's true. It'll probably come up again, because they, they're giving more focus on Char now that we've moved back into back into having him as the primary antagonist. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, oh, Char, how, how we miss you. <laughs> Everybody else was except for Rama Raw was pretty much just a send-off. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much a dick that we were like, ah, we don't care. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he still said he was the death, so. Oh, yeah, because. Well, well, if you remember when he was, tr when they were trying to get into Jaburo and the Zagox, and, like, the one, like the one, the one guy, his, his suit got destroyed, and then after they got into the water, the one dude's suit immediately got destroyed. He was like, "Damn it, my wingmen are gone!" Yeah, <laughs> I think you're finding out the back of wingmen. Where are they at? Follow the red, the red cloud underneath the water. Yeah, basically. In the murky South American water. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Zeke, uh, which of the mobile armors was your favorite one? I only saw one and fell asleep. It's true. He, he was asleep. I only know two now. I have legs. I got this one, the, the freaking submarine one. I choose legs. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen legs yet. No, we'll the see. The UFO crawler. <laughs> we'll, we'll see that later on. <clears throat> um, there, was a, there was another thing uh, in the episode when Zeon tr is attacking uh, Jaburo. There were, you know, in those scenes, it was clear that the animators and artists had drawn a lot of inspiration from, like, World War II and Vietnam War battles. Yeah. From the, just the, the depiction of the artillery going off, the bombs being dropped by the, by the ships overhead, and all of that. I was just like, 
that that's the, it's like I'm watching a World War Two movie, <laughs> but with mobile suits. But with you know giant walking. Wait, wait till we get wait tanks. till wait till we get to uh, eight them as team because that's gonna look more like Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm still I'm still definitely enjoying enjoying this. We got two more binges for uh, this series. Yeah, and um, then after that, it's gonna be another. It's gonna the last one is gonna be another six episode one. Uh, we're, we'll load you up with some caffeine so you, oh. so you can stay awake, <laughs> or maybe we'll uh, we'll take a break halfway through so you can take a nap. <laughs> oh, let's take a nap before I come before we start doing this. All right. Um, but yeah, that's two more two more binges. Well, this binge. is something that I wanted to ask you. Yes. Um, so I know you said you want to do everything in order of release. Yes. Uh, but chronologically, the one that we would watch next would be um, Eighth MS Team. Please, I want to watch that. In this case, I will defer to you guys if you think we should go to 8th MS Team after we're done with Mobile Suit Gundam, then that's what we can do. Because we can do 8th MS Team and then knock out War in the Pocket. War in the Pocket is only six episodes. Okay. 8th uh, MS Team is 13, I believe, plus the movie. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm, well, we'll address that ourselves. I'm thinking we'll probably do a 4, 4, 5, and then, a, and then the movie. Yeah. approach for uh eighth ms team or whatever that's for us to dis- to discuss off off mic uh do keep do keep an eye out uh this coming you know the, uh, the next few releases we are planning on recording a special little uh, mini cast where we are going to be addressing you the audience uh requesting some feedback stay tuned for that we'll record that in a couple of days okay uh, uh, but you know, even even before that, again, if you have anything you want to say, please go ahead and leave a like uh, or leave a comment. We will pay attention to it. Uh, Basically, how can we improve the show? How can we improve? How can we improve the show? Uh, we do have some potential format changes that we are going to be discussing. Uh, again, look for the uh, look for the mini cast coming out, uh, which we'll be recording soon and then putting it out fairly quickly. But we have binge cast, we have ramble cast, and now mini cast. Well, the mini cast is literally I, just what I'm calling calling this. this I want one. a large cast. We have to do a large cast after we do the mini cast. That's what the ramble casts have been. <laughs> those have been oh. those have been an hour and a half, and that's only because I cut them off at that point. But anyway, that's for us to discuss later. Uh, for Zeke and for Chris, I'm Jay. Thank you very much, and we'll see you with our next binge cast. <laughs>